Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Kaufman Show. It is Sunday, March 27th for 20 and 22. Welcome again to the Todd Kaufman Show. A very pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you are listening to us from. And we would love to know where you're listening to us from. If you sign into the podcast, uh, drop a note down below. We'd love to know where you're listening to us from. If it's from the U.S., what city you're in, how much you're enjoying the show, if you're getting anything out of it, if you have any feedback at all, we would love to hear from it. Or you can drop me a note on email. You can do that, too, at toddmkaufman at att.net. Uh, you are welcome to do that, too. Just make sure you spell the last name right. It's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. So, again, toddmkaufman at att.net. Would love to hear from you. I've got some thoughts over the last couple of days. You know, our weeks are so incredibly busy at our house. Uh, we, pre- we pretty much go during the school year six days a week. Uh, my daughter has uh, basketball, gymnastics, uh, church night on Wednesday, tutoring, and then either games on Friday and Saturday or just Saturday morning. Uh, and then my son has baseball practice. Uh, he goes to the same church night that our daughter goes to. And then he has swim on Friday and a game on Saturday. So there's just this six day a week busy during the year, but I love it. I, I love doing it. And, and above all else, I didn't think, you know, I said though, I was texting with the two coaches that I coach with uh, on my daughter's basketball team. And I said the words, I'm actually, you know, I love coaching. I never said I would love, I would say those words. I love it. I love being, a, it's one of those exciting, and it was, I get in my head so much. So let me take you back this past Saturday. My daughter played in her second basketball game of the season with her team, and we just didn't play that well. I'm not going to say they. It was, it was a team effort. We just didn't play that well. Uh, but you know what? A lot of these girls are playing in their very first season, and, and there's a lot that we still need to teach them. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done. But after the game, I was just – I was in my head about it. Like, I didn't – so it, for those of you that know me well enough, you know that that when things happen, it gets in my head, and I start to overthink it, and I start to – it just bothers me all day, right? And that's what happened because after the game, I came home, um, picked up my son, turned back around, left again, uh, went out to his baseball game. And I I really don't know if my son's going to be playing baseball next year. I don't think that the, that's a sport for him, but we'll get into that maybe a later podcast. Um, but, you know, the the parents that I'm around for on his baseball team are, are amazing human beings. I mean, just incredible people, and I love being around them. And one of them even remarked, you know, you're kind of quiet. And I'm like, I, I'm just in my head. I, so I explained the the game and, and just I overthought it and, and the changes that I could make and tried to go to sleep last night. And it was well after 1 a.m. before I finally did. And thank God it was a Sunday because <laughs> I couldn't imagine waking up at 530 in the morning like I do during the week to get the kids up and ready for school. Uh, it was just it was tough. And I woke up this morning and I automatically turned on some YouTube videos and started watching some uh, coaching aspect things for basketball and uh, thinking about changing up defense and how do I teach him this and uh, you know what about that and started and I and one of the things that came to me so clearly was about communication because in my life I love to communicate with people that's just that's who I am I love to communicate I love to be uh, personal with people I love to interact I love to be intentional and. Uh, that's just who I am. And so I'm trying to figure out how do I teach these girls how to communicate? We worked on it um, in practice a couple of weeks ago. We didn't have a practice last week because of the weather that came through. Um, and lucky that we didn't. I almost, uh, 
I almost said, yeah, you know, we'll go ahead and practice. I don't think that's going to be that bad. And thankfully I didn't because there ended up being a tornado warning where we were going to end up practicing. <laughs> so thank God I, I don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to have great weather for tomorrow's practice, even though it's indoors. So I'm, you know, we'll get back to work. Um, but I wrote down some things that communication and, and one of the things that came to me was, you know, when a kid wants their parents' attention, you know, let's just use my example. We have a two-story house and, um, you know, what do you hear most times when the kids are playing upstairs and they need something? What do you, what do you hear? Mom, dad, the yelling from upstairs, right? And so take that because they, they need us. They need something from us. They need help or whatever the case may be. So put that example into basketball and, and the communication that I, I want to teach them is, you know, because Saturday, a couple of girls got caught in, you know, three girls surrounded them and they didn't know what to do with the basketball and they just kind of threw it up. Couldn't see anybody. And what I want to teach them is how to communicate. If you're going to yell for your parents, because you need them, you need something from them. You need their attention. Okay. Now do the same thing with your teammate. You need help, right? You need to know where to go with the basketball. So yell their name. Hey, I need help. Hey, come get the ball. Hey, I need to, you see the kind of the, so this is the stuff that goes on in my head and I'm writing down, you know, maybe change the defense up. Okay. You know, we need to spread them out because they're too close together or they don't understand, you know, how to, to, to not be so close together. And we didn't rebound. Well, so all these things are going on in my head yesterday because throughout yesterday or throughout Saturday, I just kept thinking, what can I do differently how did I fail this, this team? How did I fail these girls? And God reminded me, whoa, 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 whoa. This was never about winning. You're talking about winning and losing. You're talking, you're thinking about how could you have changed something to win the game? You were the one that said you didn't care about winning and losing, but here you are worried about losing the game. And that's what's in your head. And I had to stop and go, you're right. Because my thing with them has always been, I don't care about winning and losing. And I said it to the girls after the game on Saturday and they looked at me like I had lost my darn mind. And I said, look, I told you the week before when we won and, and we did handily and the girls didn't even realize that they had won until the game was over. And they looked at the scoreboard and went, holy crap, we won. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, girls, you're going to win games. You're going to lose games. But it's how you learn from both, how you learn in between those two things that makes the most difference. And how much of the, it, it, I, the more I think about it, the more I go, I, I, I want to do this long-term for those that know me know that I have a bunch of goals that are taped up on my wall and it's driving my wife crazy. Cause she wants to get one of those cork boards. So it's not just a bunch of white pieces of paper taped up on my, <laughs> on my wall right now, which is what it looks like in the office. But one of those goals that I just taped up earlier today was coach my daughter's team or coach her in basketball, at least for the next five or 10 years. I'm not going to be a teacher in a school. And the great thing in my situation or in a situation for a parent that wants to, to coach their kid long-term is you can actually coach a, a club team. You don't have to be a teacher in a school to be a sports coach, right? You can coach through into a, a club team. And, and if that's the, if that's where I end up going, if I end up coaching her long-term, I would love that. I never thought I would say the words, I love coaching. I didn't want to do it in the first place. 
As a matter of fact, I pushed back on my daughter. She was the one that kept telling me, Daddy, I want you to coach me. And I'm like, ah, I'm good. You and I can play out in the front yard, and I'll show you how to do certain things, and we'll work on your game, but I'm not going to coach. That Thanks. No. Not, not interested. And it wasn't until... And maybe it was it was it was God kind of pushing the the situation. Uh, she had a situation, or we had a situation on our former team that um, I didn't agree with what her coach was doing. As a matter of fact, I mean it was borderline embarrassing, really. Uh, and it just when my daughter comes home and says that she's not only scared but terrified of her coach, that I was done. I, I'm not going to put my daughter back in that situation. You know, she she had said it before, but I kind of talked her through it. You know, it, it, hey, he's going to get upset. It's it's okay. He's not upset at you. Um, just do the best that you can do. Give your best effort on the floor, and we'll we'll get through this. It's you know, you're going to have coaches that are hard on you. But as that this last season came along, and there were some more frustrations, and then that game happened, and there were some other situations within the game that I just felt really uncomfortable and. There were two games left in the season, and, and as much as I don't want to teach my daughter how to quit, at this age in first grade, you don't need to be treating girls that way because you're more worried about winning and losing than them learning the game. And so I pulled my daughter out, and I said, you know what, we're done. I, I don't agree with how you're handling this. You know, my daughter says she's scared and terrified, and that's, you know, I, it's my job to protect her, and that's what I'm going to do. And as a matter of fact, on the before the game on Saturday, I had one of the dads who was also on that team. Her, his daughter was on that team as well. And he he was there at the at the game, and I said, "What what are you doing here?" And his daughter was on the the opposing team against the uh, the team that played my daughter. His team was on that one, and he said, "Yeah, they ended up leaving because something happened, and he was done." And it so it was kind of, but it kind of felt like God was pushing me along. Okay, you don't want to do it. I'm going to force the issue. And I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> And you never know what you're you're capable of doing until God shoves you into the arena and goes, you can do this, but you're not going to learn until you get out of your comfort zone. You're not going to learn even more from the gift that I've put inside you until you get out of your comfort zone and I put you into a situation and show you what exactly you're capable of. Because coaching is not just coaching the game. It's not just coaching a bunch of girls. It's not just dealing with parents. It's being an impactful person. It's about making an impact on their lives that carries through not just to the court, but into the classroom and beyond. And I almost felt like God putting his hand on me and said, you have the ability to reach these girls, not only on the basketball court, but beyond. I gave you that gift. Now go use it. And so I am. And that's the biggest thing I really hope to reach because I do everything I can to motivate my daughter and my son and my son will take a little bit more. He's only four. So we'll get into year five and six and, and it'll make more sense to him. Um, I got both of them wristbands that say different things and, and motivate them in different ways. Um, one of my sons says dream big something. I can't remember what it says. Uh, I can't remember the second part of it. Uh, my daughter's one of hers says, um, I can, I will. The reason I got that one for her is she got into a mentality of, I can't do it. It's too hard. And I wanted her to be able to look at that. She hasn't started wearing it cause it's, it's still a little big for her. Um, but I wanted her to be able to look down at that if she's in the classroom or wherever she is and say, Nope, you know what? I can, I will. 
I can accomplish this. I will accomplish this. I just have to put my mind to it. I have to put my best effort into it. I have to give it everything I have. And I'm not saying that to say, look what I'm doing as a parent. I'm saying that's how I want to reach them. But I also want to reach the girls in the same way. I don't want to just coach them in the game of basketball. I want to make an impact on them that lasts well beyond that. And I talked about the whistle that my wife gave me. And that's something that just continues to play out in my heart. You know, good coaches are hard to find, but impossible to forget. And that's how I want to be remembered. That I stepped up and I made an impact on them, not only on the basketball floor, but I told them, I believe in you. There's, there's a couple of girls on the team that, that I see so much in, but they just haven't gotten there. There's one in particular that pops into my head and I just go, gosh, she is so good in practice, but there's just something that's not there in the games. And I, how do I pull that out of her? And it's sitting down with her and go, I believe in you. It doesn't matter how many mistakes that you make. I'd rather you make mistakes and learn from them than not try at all. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. And to all the young athletes out there and to, you, and to the, the parents that have athletes that are out there, I hope that you're teaching them the same thing. And I hope the coaches are teaching them the same thing. And a lot of coaches that I know do coaches will tell their players, I would rather you make mistakes than not try at all. I would rather you show me that you're giving 120% and still making mistakes. Still, We can refine who you are. We can refine what you're doing as you're continuing to learn the game. We are going to help shape you into the best player that you can be, into the best person you can be. Just show me that you want to put full effort out there and let me help you with the rest. It's such a great thing to be an athlete nowadays. I, you know, I grew up in a, in a time where I didn't start playing competitive basketball. And when I say competitive, actually for the school I was in and actual games until I was in fifth grade, my daughter's in first grade and she's playing in games. She was way ahead of me. I didn't start doing basketball camps until I was probably in second or third grade doing basketball camps, like, you know, going to Fresno state, going to UCLA, uh, you know, trips with my mom and I would go on. That was going to be, that was our, our summer vacations was, We'd plan it around a camp. So it'd be two weeks. You know, I'd go to the camp for a week and then we'd, we'd do something else for a week. And that was, that made such an impact on me that she would allow me to do that. And that's how I learned the game was doing these camps, was playing against kids who were so much better than I was. And that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted to make sure, even though I was getting waxed in just about every aspect of playing the game when I was growing up, I needed that because I needed to play against kids that were better than I was because I needed to learn how to be at their level. I grew up watching guys like the, the first video I ever got for you old school people. And I hate to even say that because it makes me even old at this point. But for you old school basketball people that grew up in the 80s, the first <laughs> young people, when I say VHS, don't go what? Because I'm not going to like you at that point. Just just go with it. The first VHS, the first tape I ever got was a Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich. And watching him dribble the basketball on a train track. Not not looking down at all. I'm going, how in the world is he doing that? It was about repetition. And in my game, it was doing things over and over and over and over and over and over again until it became second nature. Now, granted, I never got to the point where I was dribbling on a very thin train track without looking. I never got to that point. Unfortunately, I would have loved to learn how to do that. But I, I would not only watch him, I would watch guys like Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, 
later on down the line, I love watching guys like Jason Williams of the Sacramento Kings when he was first coming up because he was doing things that Magic was doing in his day. And that's how I learned peripheral visions or peripheral vision, excuse me. I, I loved I loved watching those guys. Because it taught me how to do certain things. I watching Magic hit Byron Scott and James Worthy and Kareem Abdul Jabbar with passes that I'm going, he does how you don't even know he's there. How in the world? And then I look, oh, wait. He's seeing him out of the corner of his eye. Ooh, now I got it. Ooh, okay. I know how to, I, I can do that. And as I got later into my game, my high school coach used to tell my teammates, you better have your hands up or he's going to break your nose. Because he may not be looking at you, but he can see you. And, and it was so much. I got more enjoyment out of people going, Ooh, did you see that? Pat? Ooh, oh, you know, it was that it wasn't that I, I could never dunk it ever. I, it was never going to happen in my life. But shocking people, making people go, wow, did you? It was seeing people out of the corner of my eye and hitting them on the run. And just making people think I was looking in one direction and hit my other teammates in another. That the reaction you get out of that was was better than I mean, it was it was amazing. It really was. Um, but that's, you learn it. So the point I'm trying to make with, with my kids and, and if your kids are playing sports, it's not about how long they play. It's about doing the same things again and again and again and again and again until they're permanent practice makes permanent. In other words, practice makes permanence. I love that saying. I heard it for the first time from Eric Thomas, who's a motivational speaker that I watch just about every day to start my day. And I'll never forget him saying that. I had always heard practice makes perfect. But then when Eric Thomas flipped the script and said, wait, no, practice makes permanence. It's never going to be perfect, but it's going to be permanent. The things that you continue to practice over and over and over and over and over again will become permanent. It's muscle memory. It's doing it again. It's repetition. It's doing those the small things the right way. It's never going to be perfect, but it's going to be permanent. And the better you work on it, maybe perfection is down the road. I didn't want this podcast to be all sports, but there's just so much in my head after Saturday that I'm trying to work through as far as a coach. But I I just, you know, parents, if you have an athlete and I've watched so many on Facebook and I I love the encouragement and I, I love, I love, there's so many sports parents I love being around because they're. They're the biggest fans. They're the biggest motivators. They're the biggest fans that that you can ever have of their kids, and I love that. Um, but if your kids are just getting into sports and you're asking how to be a sports parent, motivate them, encourage them, don't get down on them. I talked about the um, the former Rangers manager last week that uh, was talking about being a sports parent. I actually found the uh, the story. Um, and the the actual quote was, um, you know, God, and now I'm I'm blanking again. Um, it was along the lines of when parents say something to their kids that playing sports, it's the one thing they hear, and it's the last thing they need to hear. Even it's even if it's from a whisper, and it's. to me that is such an amazing thing that he says you know we're we're parents we're mom we're dad so if we start spewing negative stuff where kids are playing sports they stop listening to their coaches and in their head the only thing they hear is what their parents are saying 
So as sports parents, why aren't we positive? Hey, you can do it. Hey, it's okay. Get back. Hey, you struck out. Okay. Shake it off. Go get the next one. It's, it's the, as, as parents, when we're saying things, it's the only thing they hear. And I love that quote as a sports parent. It was so good. So if you're just getting to to be a sports parent, if your kids are just starting, let me encourage you, encourage them in everything. Teach them how to be a teammate. Teach them how to be the best they can be. But when they're playing the game, if you want to say something, it better be encouraging. If it's not, save it for after the game. Because if you spew it during the game, it's going to be the only thing they're going to hear and that failure is going to continue. Because they, you are still mom, you are still dad, you are not coach, if you're not coaching their team. Even if you are coach, still let it be positive. Hey, shake it off. Hey, it's okay. Look them in the eyes and go, hey, I got you. I'm still dad. I'm still mom. Here's what you did wrong. Let, let's make the adjustment. You see what I'm saying? It, it was such a great quote. It's something that I remember. So when I watch my kids play, even as a coach, I'm not negative with my daughter in basketball. I tell her how to make an adjustment. Hey, you're getting into traffic. Remember how we talked about, hey, you got away from doing this. You remember how we worked on? So it's, I'm understanding what she's doing wrong, but hey, do you remember what we worked on? So it it switches her brain into, oh yeah, okay, now I remember what to do. With my son, it's, I really don't say anything. I allow his coaches to do that because he's just a little too young for him to understand the things that I'm, I'm saying to him. So I clap for him if he does, you know, if he hits the ball, I clap for him and he runs the bases and, you know, it's, it's T-ball. It is what it is. Um, but anyway, I, I just love being a coach. I, I love being a sports parent. I love watching my kids play sports. We'll see what my son does next. Like I said, he's not long for baseball. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping my daughter continues to play basketball for years to come. And I hope I have the honor to, to coach her and coach the team that's around because I would love to watch these girls grow and continue to play the sport and become good to great at it. That would be amazing. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for always coming to hang out with me. Have a great Sunday afternoon. It is an absolutely beautiful day here in North Texas. Almost 90 degrees. Spring has sprung. It is here. I hope you go out and enjoy it. I hope you have outdoor sports that are going on. I hope you get to enjoy that and watch your kids play and enjoy that. Enjoy them growing. Enjoy them getting into the game. Loving the game, loving going out there every week, love being around their teammates. That is everything. Have a great Sunday afternoon. Have a great week ahead. And as we always say, be kind, be focused, but above all, be great. We will catch you on the flip side. So long.